Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. We are right now with Paige Jean from Malaysia, and she is, just to uh, resume this, Paige works with Reiki Frequency Healings and Akashi Records to help others uh, to be the their lights in their own in their in the darkness. And Paige, I really really appreciate for coming over here to Zoom because we we I could not even hear myself. It was so hard. <laughs> so, I get that. Well. Okay, you were telling us about your awakening, that your awakening uh, was because you fall in love. And uh, and after that, you um, meet um, many people that they were Reiki. Uh, that you, that's when you started studying Reiki and so forth, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah, so it's very strange. Like, once I connected to one soul connection, and it just feels like I am connected to multiple of them. And I met all of these people and I'm like, whoa, like you are doing all this cool thing. And I feel very called to, you know, start healing as well. So I jumped right into uh, Reiki. Once I heard that, I was just like, okay, this is something that I need to learn. And um, I went to Japan and learned it from a master, a, a Reiki master who is trained on both traditional Japanese ways. Um, she's in the Reiki Ryoho Gakkai. Um, as well as um, she has also learned it from the Western uh, Reiki. Uh, then you studied Reiki in the two, the two techniques, right? Um, I started Reiki? Yes. Uh, yeah, I started Reiki, uh, I think, 2019. So it took a while for me to really, um, really step into doing the healing myself. Mm-hmm. Something that I, I have learned, uh, I am a Reiki master. Mm. When I was healing people and I was running the table, doing the traditional Reiki and so forth. And mm. uh, when the people went back to their home, mm. they went back to the same problems, to the same issues. It doesn't matter if you align the chakras and remove the energies and do all that kind of stuff. They will go back to their same issues, correct? Yes. How, but when but you're saying also in your bio that you work mm. with, in the darkness do you work with a uh, dark night of the soul with them um for them i actually offer um a few kind of service one of them uh that was quite popular is a shadow self healing so it's um that reiki itself uh, i'm not just sending reiki but i will also um tap into the akashic records in a way and give them suggestion on um, how to work with their shadow work. So it's like when I'm sending Reiki, I will say a lot of things. And sometimes it's like journal prompt. Sometimes it's like advice, suggestions, so that they will be able to work on themselves after the session. Yeah, because Reiki alone, if I'm just sending them without giving them any um, information, they will know where to start working on themselves. So I think that's quite important. Yes, I believe it's, it's a very good tool, but to certain <laughs> that we need to learn more tools. And I'm glad that you actually did it. And uh, 
what um and you do only the Akashi records are only earthwise, right? Because like I have taken classes with like Debbie Potelli, Davili, you know you you have worked with her and she's more in the uh, galactic Akashi records. Do you do both or you do only one? I do both. Um mainly it is a uh, Akashic session is more to the galactic as well. But if I'm tapping into it via Reiki, it's more towards uh, the earth, like, you know, your current life, that kind of thing. Because I don't open the person's Akashic records when I'm doing Reiki. It's just that I'm kind of like tapping onto the surface of it. Like these are the information, these are the things that you can work with. But um, when they let me open the records, it's galactic. <laughs> yes. Well, the star seeds, we, we come from somewhere. We are not earthlings completely so and we tend to repeat the same story from uh, before even we came over here to this plane and it's going to be registering there so i'm glad that someone is doing it um we have a comment for Kat, uh, Catherine. it says galactic akashic what does that mean to you okay galactic akashic records um okay so it's basically for me it's like to look at the person's um so like the soul journey that is what is important for the akashic like the galactic akashic records like um i know the past does not matter as much as like current okay like current is where we can make changes but knowing the past help you to connect you know the thoughts that why are you behaving in a certain way are you holding a certain wounds from the past life like maybe those past life as mentioned like they are from you know lyra they were from um, andromeda you know all those there is a i actually do the session and i see a lot that they have holding all these traumas and all this um dissatisfaction with uh with them and that prevent them from fully integrating their energy into their human body, which a lot of time cause a lot of troubles, a lot of problems in their life. Mm. Yes, let's say, uh, just to add what she, she just mentioned, Paige just mentioned, mm. let us say you have a problem of insecurity every time you tap into certain pattern. Mm. It, when you were in Lyra or you were in Pleiades, I, I was more in Pleiades. And mm-hmm. uh, when I was in Pleiades and when I came over here, I'm going to be repeating the same story. And mm-hmm. we can check our past lives and you're going to find the same pattern in all my past lives here. Mm-hmm. And so when you tap into the galactic Akashic, that's when you can find uh, precisely that same pattern that I've been repeating since Pleiades. And mm-hmm. uh, to 2019 here in Earth in this day. <laughs> so that's that's what uh, just adding what, what the information she did. Uh, that could, that got clear, Catherine. I hope so. If not, just let us know. And uh, what is uh, the frequency healing that I was reading that also you you study in the. Um, Okay, first of all, frequency healing um is something that um how to say something that I discover way after all the Reiki and after I do the Akashic records is something that um how to say so we are <coughs> excuse me <coughs> so in Reiki we are working with energy most of the time we're just balancing the energy 
But energy that is a sub-level, that is the frequency, is the frequency that is made up of the energy. So by, you know, working with the frequency, sometimes we can actually adjust the, the energy itself, adjust the energy of a person's life. So um, it, from what I channel from the Akasha Records, they were saying that it is something that I've done since um, an Andromeda life. I, I was from Andromeda um, all the way, you know, the other galaxy. So... That's something that I do back then. So I'm still discovering about more about it. So I, yeah, that is like to the extent that I know that I do um, frequency healing, but mostly I incorporate into my energy healing session, like Reiki. Mm. So, and in there you can, I have encountered when I start learning more like, um, how do you call it? I started uh, working with more with energy and so forth. And I started mm -hmm. working in, in healing the side of all the, the techniques. They're amazing tools that we, uh, that I got. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I started understanding that I can do the same balancing the chakras and all this kind of stuff through the mm -hmm. other techniques. So you don't, uh, haven't, uh, haven't found that, that in, in common? Yes. Yes, we can uh, balance the chakra with other techniques, especially I believe that if a person has um, healing modalities that's best fit for them, regardless like regardless if it's not popular, regardless if it's something that you design on your own, that can help you to balance the chakra as well. Um, because from what I see, chakra is basically energy portal that sometimes it goes out of alignment, but you can adjust them back. What will be in your experience the best way to open the third eye? That's that's something that I always been asked, and I always so I would like to see to hear your your point of view because everybody wants to see angels. They want to see their their guides and so forth. So, do you have a tip for for our viewers about that? I would say to open third eye. Please start with grounding. <laughs> especially grounding into your body because you need your body to help you to sense it. So the eye is about all the clear senses, so clairvoyant, clairaudience, clairsentience, everything, and we can only tap into that when we are in tune with the body. So start with the body, ground down. I'm believing in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, and you start seeing angels and you start seeing uh, or your intuition very in tune and telling you, hey, this is going to happen and so forth. And if you don't believe in yourself, mm. what is the point even to have a third eye open? Because they can present in front of you. Yeah, yes. gonna see them. And the same applies really for everything, you know, and all the healing practices. It depends on how much you believe in yourself, right? It's like sure. if they tell you, you open the heart chakra so they can feel more love. But if they don't believe they can because they have their own personal blocks, it's like you did something, but they're not actually understanding that, that they actually the heart chakra is open. Baby mm -hmm. uh, Riddle says, grounding is important to not to take off too far. <laughs> I sure. agree. Yes, yeah. I agree. We yeah. need to. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, sorry. sorry about that. Um, so I actually have the experience of opening my eye too quick without grounding. 
And the effect of it that I felt physically was that I felt like myself is, one is detached from reality, very, very detached. And secondly, I felt like I'm walking around, but I'm floating around. Like kind of like, I can't feel my feet on the ground, that kind of feeling. So that is weird. It took me about three months to get back back on the ground. So I would not recommend that. <laughs> yes, yes. Or you can get heat. You can break your feet because you're not putting attention enough. So you're not grounded. <laughs> Tell me about it. I just broke my feet, my foot, <laughs> because I was not grounded. We forget things like that. Catherine uh, says, when I started meditating, my intuition and third eye was so strong. It was like Pandora box. Yes, totally. What are your opinion about that? And you start meditating. Very, very true. Um, I, I meditate. I saw a lot of different things. Um, there was even once that I saw a dragon, a giant dragon eyes right in front of me. And I was just like, bro, like, are you, are you good or are you bad? <laughs> because you're scary. Yeah. But they are good, very good protectors. And uh, I, I come from the culture Mexica, Maya, and, and Aztec. That's where I come from. But you come from the culture where the, more the dragons, even if we have some dragons in my culture, they're different dragons from your culture, correct? Yeah. And, uh, but you guys, how do you see them? Uh, we, for us, it was a very protector. It was one of, one of our gods, in fact, for the Mayas and Aztecs. But for you? Um, for me, I follow the Chinese culture. Um, so we see dragons as in, um, like Chinese culture think that they are gods, that they are control the four elements. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. So I believe it was very powerful, that uh, meditation that you did when you saw it. I think so. I I was like, mm. um, but the dragon has been on and off following me um, that sometimes I see them in the sky and so on. And I was just like, okay, hi. <laughs> are you a channeler? Um, I don't channel them, but I heard that uh, if you connect to the Akashic Records, sometimes like, you know, you will tap into the dragon's feet. That is what I heard. I can't confirm that. <laughs> because that is giving a lot of the message too. Mm -hmm. And uh, how do you work with, with a client when you start working with a client? Okay, um, that depends on which sessions, uh, what kind of session. So if it's um, a Reiki, I would usually ask the client to lie down and rest as I'm sending them Reiki. And uh, I will put on my recorder and, you know, say all the message and later send my recording to them. But for um, Akashic session, I will do it live, like one-on-one. -on -one. It has to be because um, Akashic session specifically has to ask um, consent from the person with everything that we do. When we want to open their Akashic records, we have to ask for consent. And when we are, for me, I do energy healing, some, some sort of like energy healing as well during the Akashic session. And that I will have to ask consent as well. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. And then you mentioned that you work with the Dark Nigel to Soul or with a, a certain technique, there are thousands of techniques for the dark night of the soul. You work with that? Um, not specifically, but I do have clients who come to me like they have um, all these 
problem. I think it's like kind of like problem before the next awakening, they will have all those, um, you know, all those issues or they're very down. So it depends on the person. Sometimes I use Reiki to give them a soothing and the soothing is all they need. Sometimes um, they would need something more powerful than they will go with an Akashic fashion. And for the viewers, the, the ones that are probably the ones that are seeing us right now, they're they're all healers and they're they're very amazing people. But we might mm -hmm. this video might be seen by other people. So can you please explain uh, what is the dark night of the soul? Because it gets scared for the people that don't understand what it is. Okay, so dark night of the soul, from what I define, is that um, the you know. Is the moment before you cross the threshold where there is um, most amount of doubts, there's most amount of like self-doubt, usually that happens. And uh, when you feel the lowest, and it's literally where you are kind of like at the bottom, bottom part of your life before you cross the threshold. So once you cross over there, everything will be shining and bright and Kind of like for some, it's like unicorn and rainbows, you know. But before that, everything is just filled up and hopeless. There is, there could be a sense of hopelessness, um, during the dark night of the soul, or the sense of like, um, you can't help yourself. You would need a lot of support and help and love at that moment. Your life is about to change, though. So when you're in the dark night of the soul, so drastically. Your way of whatever you liked before, it might be you do not like it anymore. You yes. have so many things that actually now it makes sense than before you didn't make sense. You have many understandings that you before you didn't. And before you get to the light in a way, yes. you go to the very, very dark. And so you might be very depressed. You might be very, very sad in the lowest, lowest bottom part. That's where you're going to be at. But you're not going to stay there. And it's very recommendable that you get uh, any kind of help that you can because it's very, very sad and very, very scared. Uh, so uh -huh. any healer that works with the Dark Knight of the Soul, I would highly recommend you. Here is Paige that uh, she works with that. I, I recommend that because it can get very scary <laughs> when you're there in that moment. Yes, definitely. Uh, and you're not passing for one only. We're going to pass through many of those, <laughs> unfortunately. But at the same time, magically. Right? Yes, totally. Yeah, I actually just been through mine um, back in uh, March of 2021, 20, like this year. <laughs> and that forced me to change the whole way that I'm delivering my healing. Um, I'm even like redoing my website and everything. Um, it feels like as you're talking about it, there is this term comes to me. It's like the moment when the tree, when your reality breaks, that is when your dark night of the soul. Like nothing is really matters, nothing is very real anymore, and then you are, you know, going through that river. And this doesn't happen only to healers or to light workers. This happens to everybody. That's something that people need to understand. As an artist, when I when when I was uh, kind of asleep, let's put it like that, I, things were happening to me, but I did not realize it. <clears throat> I even changed the way of uh, and I was painting. I even changed the way I, I paint my 
taught my palette and, and to paint, it changed completely. The way you write, the way you dress, the way you act, the friends you have, the husbands or boyfriend or whatever, you change everything. So even if you're conscious or not, you will go through that ch those changes. And you will not realize it, but you might not like milk anymore <laughs> or or any food or things like that. That's true. David yeah. uh, says, uh, those dark nights of the souls are real hard. It feels like it won't end. The transformation is amazing when it breaks breakthrough. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. You have to have the breakdowns. Our breakdowns lead to breakthrough. So, yeah, like, that is the breakdown. Yeah. Yes. Are you teaching classes right now, Paige? Or are you planning to teach classes? Uh, I have ongoing classes. Um, so what is coming up next is really a Reiki class. So I attune others as well as I teach them the method of like doing Reiki both traditionally and also intuitively. Yeah. I do also have energy courses, um, like teach other people how to use energy of their like normal life, like water, like crystal, like even like food, how to heal themselves with all those simple things in life. Um, as well as um, for that, I also include some of the Akashic Records lesson into that. So you can tap into your own Akashic Records and ask them questions, which is divine guidance. I love them. So yeah, currently the two classes. Can you please, uh, I know what it's said, Tony, I remember the master, but Many people do not understand what is attuning, and like that, they they will understand what is better attuning. Can you describe it for them, please? Okay, Reiki attunement. Um, so, okay, I my belief might be a bit different than um what other thing of attunement is, but um attunement Reiki attunement to me is that it is a blessing from the teacher and initiation for one to start learning. Reiki, to use Reiki to heal themselves. And if um, they are ready to, they want to use Reiki to heal others, they can do so as well. But mainly Reiki, I believe, is to heal ourselves too. That's why I find Reiki, um, like a class offering that would be best because they can use the energy to heal, self-heal. Even if they are not, you know, giving themselves Reiki every day, they're channeling it, they are self-healing. <laughs> Do you, then do you teach people how to see auras and things like that? Um, auras, not really. I personally, I don't see auras. Um, my clairvoyance is limited to when I close my eyes, then I can see some some scenery, some colors, and so on. But when I look at the person in my three D eyes, it is three D person. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay, because yeah. uh, there I've been finding out more about uh, different psychic classes and people teaching psychic classes of, to use energy and how to use it in just their regular life. And uh, and I find some fascinating that when you mentioned that it's like oh, they're, they're, I believe they're fascinating and I believe we are not more special than anyone. Everybody's special, but they just forgot. We just remind them. Yes. Yeah. Um, I will always say that a teacher is no more than, you know, a way shower. Like 
we are doing it this way. So if you do not agree with what our way, you can find your way as well. But if you resonate, you want to try, you can find, you can try our ways and see whether it works for you. And each teacher is going to teach you what they have understand. And mm-hmm. you can, I, I tend to grab something from here, something from there, something from there and do my own thing. And, uh, no teacher is wrong or right, and there's no need to even to to push it wrong or right. Take whatever it, it you agree, and whatever you mm-hmm. don't agree, throw it in the trash. Yeah, that can fly. Yeah. yeah, I've been I've been the follower before of one teacher. Um, I think I discussed it the last time that we were on. You know, so um, I've been through following one teacher kind of like blindly until I feel like everything that I learned is not right. And I was like trying to blame the teacher. I've been there. Um, and now I'm like, can come out from a better, healthier place. I will have to say. Mm-hmm. From the two techniques of Reiki, which one do you feel more comfortable? Because you, you say that you do learn from the two techniques. And uh, which one do you feel more comfortable? I actually prefer a mix of two, like like until now I'm still doing the two, like a mix of them, um, but more intuitive. I'm more into the intuitive, like if I feel called to, do, you know, go into this area and start doing the healing and actually checking the energy rather than um, traditional way is that you, we have to follow the seven chakras or we have to follow the 13th hand position. Um, I don't do that. Um, like I never really resonate with that at the start. Um, so I just like, you know, intuitively, okay, I feel more energy here. This part needs healing. So maybe I'll have to start with the root chakra and I will start with the root chakra because in a way is that um, regardless of how much energy we give to the other energy point, if there is one chakra point that is specifically, uh, you know, stagnant, that, you know, the energy can't, flow anyway so if you give energy to there it it doesn't really work because this part this part doesn't flow it's just like an engine there is one part that doesn't work so regardless of how many other parts you fix it doesn't work mm-hmm. yes i i totally agree with that mm-hmm. and energy is like water if you let it, don't let it flow it will get stale yes and it can provoke a sickness Oh. So that is important to, to let it flow like the water. Mm. Totally. So when are you starting your classes or do you have an ongoing class uh, right now or when is you're going to start a new one? Um, the new Reiki study um, will be starting this month, actually on the 26th, 26th of this month. Yeah. Okay. And people can find you in your website or in your Facebook, correct? On my website, uh, or otherwise, if they are on Twitter, I am actually more active on Twitter than on Facebook. So most of the information will be on my Twitter. <laughs> what is your Twitter? I don't. I didn't got that one. I just got the, your Facebook and your and your page, uh, the Healing Page dot com, and uh, yeah. but I didn't got the, your Twitter account. What is your Twitter account? My Twitter account. Um, the handle is the Healing Page at the Healing Page No Space. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, Would you like to add uh, something else? Uh, 
before we we close. Okay. okay, so hmm, I don't have much to add. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Monica, for having me today. Um, it is an honor to connect with you again and be able to share my story with you. Um, yeah, like looking forward to you know if you want any discussion again. Yeah, looking forward to connect with you again as well. I love to talk with you. The last time we we connect in the, in your podcast. Oh, mm -hmm. her podcast name is what is your podcast podcast name? So um, okay, the name that I'm using is the the healing page as well. But uh, you can find me on YouTube. YouTube there is this um series called Slice of Life. That is the podcast that I'm running. Yeah. Okay. More like a podcast, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. I will suggest later on uh, you, you write it down in the comments so like that people can follow you. And um, because it's, it's really fun, guys. I, I did have a lot of fun when I got interviewed by her in her podcast. Yeah, and it was very fun. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Uh, the next week, guys, we're going to have the next Monday, we're going to have a Jean William uh, Humanik. I hope I'm, I'm saying it right. She's uh, she's from Canada, and she's a healer, a spiritual, and advisor, photographer, an author, and co-author in the same book that I actually wrote, to my co-author, uh, The Blue Stock, Business of Life and the Universe, number four. And uh, and we're going to have her at 7 o'clock the next Monday. And I hope everybody can accompany us. And I believe I'm going to be doing it through Zoom because... The stream yard doesn't work. And I really apologize to you, Paige, and to every to all our viewers about the that we have to change uh through uh, to Zoom because the stream yard was having us an, in a horrible echo and we could not communicate. And we just have to work with technology sometimes. I'm sorry, I'd apologize to everybody about that. No worries. Yeah, um, it is working retrograde, uh, especially like things just kind of like gone with haywire a bit here and there. And I believe it's also because, you know, there's high energy over here with Monica, you know, so things happen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to think that this work, this makes us work without interruptions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. And thank you, everybody, for being here with us. Thank you. And if you have any questions, right now is the time, guys, before we say goodbye to, to Paige. <laughs> David says, no problem. Mercury retrograde strikes again. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, and this retrograde is in Gemini. So I think it does affect a lot of like um technology and communication mainly. Yeah. Yes. And Gemini are I'm terrible in astrology. I just know certain traits of, of the of the of the signs. Mm -hmm. Gemini is the one is indecisive, right? Pardon? Gemini is? Is the ones that are very indecisive. They can decide, right? It takes forever uh -huh. to decision. Kind of, yes. Um, between Gemini and Libra, that this will fight. Um, but Gemini is like, because it can decide, so it would just go both ways. Like, I can't decide, so I will be like, you know, I would do both. 
yeah, the indecisive, indecisive one, I think uh, for Libra, it, it would be stronger because that would be there. Like, I can't decide. Like, you want me to choose? I can't choose. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I was, I, I mean, I was married to a Libra and to a Gemini. Imagine this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was a pleasure to see you again, beautiful. And thank you. Thank you for making your time. Thank you, everybody, for being with us and for having patience with us and being following us here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Monica. See you soon. Yeah. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.